to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 280, no, 389 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology, and life. Uh, for some reason, I thought we were in the 200s, but we're not. We're yeah, as almost soon as at you 400. said that, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is a flashback episode. <laughs> no, no, no. How's uh, your week been? Good. Uh, I went to the doctors and it's always a good time when they try and take your blood pressure four times because they don't believe the reading. Uh, so it's a little bit high. Oh, really? Yeah, which is def- uh, not something I, I normally... You, I thought you were the opposite from that normally. I'm normally spot on, but uh, my mum... My dad's had high blood pressure forever, and my mum's just got some blood pressure pills because she was, like, sky high, like, two weeks ago. So I'm going back on Thursday for a recheck. Wow. Um, but do all sorts of tests and stuff, but nothing else came back apart from just this high blood pressure. Um, and he said, I'm probably not having a heart attack. So I said, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a worry though. That's a worry. I um, I just went to physio today and rehabbing that. And this is, I, I just found this interesting. Again, I don't know if everybody knows this except me, or I just learned something new. Let's go, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I'll see if I know this. So there's only one part of the spine that has blood supply. Did not know that. And that is your neck, which makes perfect sense because it's the only thing that gets the blood up to your brain, right? Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so. The problem with muscular contraction in your neck and, and that part of your spine is that that's the leading cause of strokes. Ah, okay. Because if you have issues with your your um, top like of your restriction and, and your muscles there, it constricts the blood flow, and that's what is a leading cause of strokes. I'm like, okay. So I'm working on my posterior chain exercises now to make sure I don't have strokes. Very good. Sounds interesting. Speaking of strokes, what a great segue. Is it? Okay. <laughs> it is. It is because I just came across this and I don't know if you've seen it. But um, uh, Conan O'Brien apparently was um, interviewing uh, a NASA engineer. And um, uh, for those that don't know, everybody should know, but Conan O'Brien is a late night comedian in the States. Um, has been forever. He's he's a really funny dude. But anyway, he was interviewing a NASA engineer, and then he sort of went, "So, did you ever send porn up to the um, International Space yes. Station? That's Have you heard right. that? Have you heard this? Uh, yeah, I've listened to that interview. So he it was one of his phone and friend, like the phone and guest thing. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't. A, and the guy is a payload specialist uh, for, and one of the contracts I've got is NASA, and he has to work out what's going to the space station, what's coming back. I, I'm just reading the news article, which is brief on on details, but basically it says he said no, none of that. Um, and Conan sort of goes, "Well, doesn't porn work in zero g?" And the guy is like. No, there's strict guidelines not to do that because three female ast- this is quote three female astronauts can be impregnated by the same man on the same session if it finds its way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought the strokes thing was quite a good segue, but anyway, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Hey, uh, I never I... thought of that. I just thought that was uh, fascinating too. Anyway, did, did I tell you this week I got a twenty my twenty dollar note from America? No. 
Why have you got a $20 note from America? Well, I have a free guide on how to run a pumpkin event, but it's also very good for uh, if you want to run a small school event or a community event. There's lots of information in there. Gotcha. I, upgrade, I upgraded it, and the new version's a paid version, and I sent it the updated version out to all the people that already had it. And I said, hey, look, here, you guys can have it, but let anybody know if, if they're keen on it. Uh, but if you want, you can buy me a coffee. So if you go buymeacoffee.com forward slash GPNZ, you can buy me a coffee. Shout out to Jared. He may be listening to this podcast, but he gave me $5 for a coffee. But an American guy goes, hey, I love what you're doing, but I'm not going to use PayPal to buy you a coffee. What's your address? I'll send you $20. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, this turned up. Um, nice. Their money's so weird. It's an Andrew Jackson. Yeah, it's so weird. I. It, I just, it feels like fake money, play money. It does. It's funny the different things that are, are a little bit different in the States. I was reading a, an article before. I wasn't going to mention it, but I will just because of that. When I first went over to the States and was walking around and I saw the red curbs, have you noticed that? Do you know what that is? No, no, no. So where we have yellow dotted lines, oh, they yeah. paint the actual curb red and it's oh, in the okay. parking zone. Uh, but there was a, a couple in San Francisco who um, parked there and it wasn't painted and then it got painted and two days later they come back and they got a ticket because they've parked in a painted zone. Uh, that was the headline. But the reality was uh, it was just really, really, really faded. In And the, the reporter went back to Google uh, Street View yeah. for like the last two years and it's like you can't tell that that's actually painted and they finally painted it but they'll probably contest it and get the money back and then it ended up being a sad story because the woman's going through chemo at the moment oh my gosh so anyway wasn't going to go there have you <laughs> have you heard of house of science no i will tell you all about them because i now volunteer for them uh so okay. this is what i've been doing in the last couple of weeks uh, House of Science. So uh, take a step back. At primary school in New Zealand, science is not a compulsory subject to teach children. That seems wrong. It's just not. And uh, this group got together and I think, but I'm not 100% on this, they started in Tauranga and they set up a group called House of Science. And they were like, we're going to make this really accessible for the teachers. So every week, any of the schools book a science kit, it gets dropped off to them and then picked up a week later. And it's got a whole booklet in there for the teacher to do the science experiments and all that sort of stuff. And they can do the whole kit or they can just do part of the kit. And all the kits are based around one subject, uh, like um, micro stuff or chemistry or blah, 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 whatever. And they've branched out. There's groups all around the country. They run some of the groups uh are themselves and then some are sort of like almost franchised to a community group uh yeah. the hamilton one's a franchisee type of model but they still have to use that name and everything uh anyway uh, i drop off science kits to schools and then that's like for not very long and then uh, i'm supposed to go pick them up on the friday but it obviously just works in with my work schedule yeah uh which, which they're very happy with you could see the happiness on their face that some other rando wanted to volunteer there uh, you know what it's like trying to get a volunteer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, we both know that. But in the last week, they've got a brand new, they've got like a couple of people movers. They've got an LIC sponsored ute that one guy drives. So LIC sponsors them. And I said to them, how much? Because everything has to be sponsored by business. 
And I said, how much does a kit cost? And she goes, look, basically a kit's $3,000 for a year. That's how much it costs for us to do this. We have uh, 60 odd kits in total. And then um, they go back to this uh, building and there's other volunteers that are resetting all the kits for the following week. But they got a brand new van, this little tiny Nissan, one of those little mini van, like those little the one tiny- that looks like a box. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Anyway, I got the keys to that yesterday. Off you go. 150 kilometers on the clock. This thing had done. So I'm <laughs> driving around this little tiny van, uh, dropping off some science kits. That's pretty cool. So I, I, I've never thought about this, but when I went to school, we at, at Wellington Boys College, we had labs. We had you know, tall benches, Bunsen burners on them, um, you know, the whole flasks and all that. Um, what age was that? What age was I? I'd be yeah. about 14, 15. Yeah, yeah. So you're going into intermediate high school. This is for primary yeah. school kids. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. so, I wasn't sure about it. No, no. So high school kids still have all the science labs and all that sort of stuff, yeah. but primary doesn't have yeah, to have anything. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think we did chemistry at all in primary school. No, and, so. not, all, and not all teachers are into it. So yeah. this is okay. to help them out, and the schools love it, apparently. They're all over it. Yeah, no, um, I think it's great. I, I, absolutely. That's, that's So there's 44 schools out of a possible 106 schools in the Waikato that can take part at the moment. Cool. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I've been doing that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. For something a bit different. And uh, our buddy was in the news yesterday. I, I couldn't figure out why he was trending on Twitter. But uh, my buddy, Andrew Little. Oh, the right. Health, the health minister. He was there. Um, uh, what what is he what has he done now? Uh, there was talk. Uh, he's come out with a plan to help reduce the health crisis by bringing in more doctors and nurses into the country from overseas. But right. to get more people interested, he's he well, he's announced it, but he doesn't really know anything about it. They're going to partner with Shortland Street to try and get people a bit more excited about becoming a nurse. That's not going to help people coming in from overseas. No, no, there's two parts. Yeah, there's that, two parts going to help it. more people that live here to go. Oh, nursing might be a good idea. I get to meet some good-looking doctors. Maybe, um, maybe it'd be interesting to see how they do it. The, the reality uh, is, you and I both know doctors. They're not that good looking, but the ones on TV are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, okay. I shouldn't say that. I do know one or two good looking doctors. I'm sure. I'm um, sure you do. I I I I cracked up at this headline. I was like, oh, should we go there? But um, if you're debating it, I'm probably going to say no. But go I'm going to read you the headline. FedEx box containing suspected murder victim's body has been missing for three years. And I've put in the show notes, lost body still missing after being sent three years ago. So we're we're thinking about the same things here, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I looked there and went, the murderer told people it's in the FedEx box? And then I read the story, yeah. I know, I was the same. I was like, what's going on? Cool, Uh, okay, well, you can take over. Okay, so... They um, were a bit suspect on how much advanced decay this body had after only two weeks after the alleged murder. So they sent it to a different medical examiner for more testing. But they use FedEx, and apparently they're not supposed to. Only the U.S. Postal Service are the only people that can legally ship human remains. Within the U.S. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry, within the U.S. And uh, basically, they've lost it. <laughs> so somewhere there's a rotting box of human. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, I do like this quote. Uh, it's a nightmare you can't wake up from, said Kathleen Merriweather, Jeffrey's mother. I just yeah. want, I need closure. And I, and I know his kids are resilient, but they probably need it also. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, I know, I know what it's like when a package is late. <laughs> they say two to three days shipping. See, see and it's a week later. Can you imagine if the body was sent by AliExpress? Uh-huh. <laughs> imagine if you get that package by mistake. They're like, hey, hey, here we go. You'd be like, cool, cool, cool. Uh damn. There's yeah, um, I mean, you'd think it would have turned up just from the smell by now. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm I'm just, I don't even know how they'd lose it. Seems, I'm assuming it's in a big warehouse full of other stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, sitting next to the um, the Lost Ark. Hey, I've got, <laughs> a question. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Do you use public Wi-Fi if you go anywhere? I have done. I use uh, the library. It's probably the only one I usually oh, right. bother with. Uh, oh, I've, I've done the odd cafe, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this story is about that, but I try not to. So I read this and somebody was posting about it on Reddit, I think. Yep. And they were with a friend in a cafe using the Wi-Fi. Uh, it somehow saved her credit card details and her cell phone number must have been compromised. And she noticed that there was suddenly an $800 charge taken from her credit card. But it's okay because she got a phone call from Westpac's fraud office and a New Zealand accented female said, was the charge yours? And she said, no, it wasn't. And she said, not a problem. We can reset the account. We'll get the money back to you straight away. But we need your bank account number and the reset number that's just going to be sent to your phone. So the woman stressed out, thought the call was legit, gives out the details. Next minute, it says $12,000 taken from the account because they got full access now. Uh, It was a scam from start to finish. Uh, sounds pretty damn. Sounds pretty detailed, but I'm yeah. So they're accessing that. So pretty interesting. Uh, use a VPN if you're connecting to any shady public Wi-Fi. Yeah, and I have got VPN on my phone now. So yeah, good, cool, mm. cool. Um, I don't think I've ever used the VPN and the Wi-Fi on the public Wi-Fi, but I think that's because I haven't had it when I've I haven't had it that long. That's all right. You'll find that when you do use it, it's so ridiculously slow. You just give up. Uh, usually, that's what I'm thinking. And mine's called fastest VPN, so it's. Oh, I think it's usually slow. to do with the crappy Wi-Fi. Like I think they throttle it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the other way. Yep. No, that's cool. Um, I, I I had to laugh at this. So the Prime Minister of Spain is telling workers to stop wearing ties to save energy. Okay. What's <laughs> the? I'm not going to judge right just this second. What's the thinking behind that? Ah, it's just the fact that the temperatures in Madrid uh, reached 36 degrees C and Seville 39 degrees C. Mm. Um, so, so basically, he says, stop wearing a tie. Don't public officials and workers, just office workers, just open shirt. There is no reason to wear a tie if that's going to make you uncomfortable and you're going to turn up the air conditioning. Just don't. Is there any reason to wear a tie? Probably not. I must say, when I was in Spain, I was in the Costa del Sol, 36 was a hot summer, but yeah. it wasn't unusual. It was pretty much every every both summers I was there because I don't really there a couple of summers. But um, we did hit 40 degrees. Oh, wow. That is hot. 
that is damned hot. So 30, 38, 39, and 40 um, yeah. were outstanding. But that was, you know, that was back in 91, 92, something like that. So, oh, yeah. yep. Craziness. Uh, Saudi Arabia wants to build a vertical city. They've called it the line. They've released a hype video for it. And it's going to be 106 miles long, Chris. It's going to be 1,640 meters tall. And there's going to be a train that can take you from one end to the other in 20 minutes. How many people do you think you can fit in a building? Oh, sorry, vertical city that's 106 miles long. Oh, it sounds like a lot. 106 is a long way. Like, okay, so London's 50 miles across. So that squared is, what, 250, but. 160 long. Do we say how wide it is? No, I don't know. Probably a couple of miles. I've sent you the hype video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, How many people you fit in there? I don't know. Uh, 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 500,000. Nine million people. Nine million people. Yep. So it's going to be part of the bigger mega city called Neom. Uh, which is a $500 billion project that's quite controversial to modernize the kingdom. So it's a bit crazy. Which kingdom? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many? What's the population of Saudi Arabia? You're asking lots of questions I have no answer to, Chris. Hang on. Uh, CIA World Factbook. CIA World, CIA World Factbook. 4.7, I think. No, four point, yeah, 4.7 billion. No, it's Asia. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. I was going to say. 34.8 million people. There we go. 34. Mm, okay. Um, and so what's the benefit of a, of, a, of the line? I mean, is it, is it going to reduce? Uh, I mean, I guess it might reduce footprint, sort of, because you've got a vertical city, so it reduces the footprint on the ground. But... Water usage is still going to be the same. Uh, I guess so. Well, no, it won't because you won't have so many green areas because you won't have parks and stuff because it's all vertical. Uh, There's a lot of green stuff inside it. It's got a mirror glass facade, automated efficiency, temperate climate, um, renewable energy, 100% renewable. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. We'll have to see if it happens. But if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, if we if we announced it, it'd be just like a three bedroom apartment that's a rectangle or something. <laughs> we 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 do have them. We call them a street. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, uh, fancy there. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm looking at the video now. I didn't want to play it because I didn't want to. Um... Are they actually putting the walls on the side of it? Like I think so. When you scrub through, it looked like there was a wall, like a mirrored wall. And it, it looks like it's a mirrored wall to keep the heat out. Okay, that. Yeah, or, yeah. Or maybe no, even um, photo. Yeah, um, photo electric, photovoltaic, whatever. Um, solar panel. That's the word. Yeah. Solar panel. Yeah. Have you you seen all the people getting upset about the private uh, private plane celebrities have? Yes. Yes. Um, I saw Taylor Swift had gone, yeah, but I wasn't on the plane most of the time for those 170 trips yeah, that were. because she's at the top of the list of the most flights. And um, But then people were like, so Drake 
the the artist from Canada. He's got a Boeing seven sixty seven, and this thing takes seven minute flights, twelve minute flights, fourteen minute flights, and they're like, "What's it doing? Where's, what's he doing?" And he goes, "Oh no, it's empty. I'm not in it." Um, he's trying to help the situation by explaining it. He said they move it around uh, to get better parking or cheaper storage. Yeah, and uh, people are like, well. You know, a 14-minute trip is 426 gallons of fuel or four tons of carbon emissions, So, which is the annual carbon footprint of an average person. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, like, because um, I've heard, I, I, I think it was on the news or so, wherever I heard it, they were saying that, um, yeah, planes do need to go and get mechanically checked and you don't yeah. necessarily have that at the airfield that you're living at or whatever you call it, parking at. So they have to fly to somewhere to get, you know, the the, the warrant of fitness or whatever the plane version of that is. Um, that all makes sense. But, yeah, why do you have a plane, dude? To Just get around. Get, get around. the plane. Who, there was somebody on a podcast talking about that, and they were like, oh, the only thing – who was it? Oh, I think it was Shaq, maybe. And he was like the only thing that he sort of splurges on is the private plane. A, because he can't fit in like a normal plane. Which is a fair call. And B, hey, uh, 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 whoever it was, they just couldn't deal with going through the airport because it's just too much. Because he, yeah, it was Shaq. He tries to talk to everyone. He's very nice and considerate, but he's like, I'm a busy person. I have to get to where I've got to go. I can't deal with that many people all at the same time, all the time, every time I travel. Yeah, but that, that that's where that fractional jet ownership, particularly in the states, makes sense, right? So that that's like timeshare for a plane. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, and what you do is you, you belong to the club, mm. you know, the whatever it is, fractional jet ownership, and um, you say, right, I need to get from here to here on this time, and they go, yep, we can get a plane there for you, and and so you're paying less, and I think ultimately it's less carbon footprint than owning your own plane because you you know, uh, you know, dozens of people, hundreds of people, I don't know, yeah. are using the same plane. So the time is it's got to go for this warrant of fitness or whatever is spread out across all those people. It, it I, works out better. I guess better. that's what Taylor Swift was thinking though when she loans out this plane to whoever. Like it had the most flights, but she's never on it. But she's letting people use it. Which for owning a very expensive piece of machinery must make sense. I don't know. Does it? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I. Yeah. Actually, I can get that. I mean, it makes more sense to be loaning it out to everybody than to have it sitting in the freaking airport doing nothing. You know? Yeah, but if it's sitting doing it, nothing, there's no Peter carbon Jackson's footprint. Got one, eh? Oh, bound to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got a, a jet now. I'd be interested. I I really don't care. Like I don't, I really don't care. But I'd be interested to see how much that gets used. You know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, that's enough of that. Uh, I got enough, some- enough of us dreaming about when we're going to get our private planes. No, nah, I'm not. <laughs> nah, I don't really care about them. But I do uh, have some kickstarters for you, Chris. Oh yeah. And uh, these aren't like kickstarter or drop kicks. These are just some kickstarters that I saw, which are pretty interesting. The links are in the thing if you want to open them. Okay. Um, but the first one, if I had the money, I think I'd buy one of these. It's Is called this a, a pod maker thing. Nah, go to Abacus, oh, yeah. Abacus computer keyboard. So these guys, they've been around a while. They've actually oh, yeah. in the video, the guy says, look, we're different to other kickstarters. We've got the product ready to go right now. We don't need your money. Like we are selling you a product. Basically it's a keyboard 
and they've managed to put a computer inside the keyboard, which isn't a brand new concept, but they've done it really nicely. Because the ZX Spectrum Plus did that. Yeah, I was thinking more of the Raspberry Pi one that's quite recent. Yeah, Um, well, I mean, you know, 1986 was pretty recent, I think. For some people, for some people. some people. No, but this thing, thing, uh, the computer, which is basically a Raspberry Pi, uh, slots into the side and you can disconnect it from the keyboard um, but the keyboard plugs into any monitor so you can take that anywhere you can then the the keyboard is wirelessly connected to the computer so if you do separate the two components they will keep talking to each other and you can sit across the room and use this computer yeah it's really strong and tough looks like they've made it uh, out of they've been it looks, doing some tests it looks good it's pretty good uh, obviously you'd want to get i'd want to get the higher spec one than the basic one so you, i'd want like eight gig of ram and 128 gig of storage but uh quite like it my uh my my money from the government will not pay for that no no i, I was quite pleased to get that money from the government this week in some ways i was in other ways it just made me realize just how little that money is and how poor i am it made me realize how poor i am when i realized holy crap i've got twice as much money in my bank that i thought i did yeah yeah <laughs> it was like oh where did this 116 dollars come from i was oh, wondering no. how i was going to pay for physio this week oh cool sweet that's right uh podmaker p-o-d-m-k-r this yep. is another one this isn't for making podcasts this is for refilling reusable coffee pods so that made oh because i've got a new coffee pod machine well, this thing is a grinder, and it puts it into a stainless steel pod. You put a little lid on it, and it works in all the machines, and you just reuse the pod thing. I thought that was a great idea. It's fully funded. Um, we'll have the link in our show notes. Oh, okay. No, I need to um, look into this. Yeah, yeah. no, because um, when um, Dane left, they had a, a, a brand new coffee pod thing, Victoria one. Um, and she said, do you want it? And I was like, oh, nah, okay. So I've got, I've oh, got nice. I haven't even opened it. I, it's oh, don't worry. Up. That'd be good. That'd be good. I need, then, to, I need to get some pods. That was the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You should track them down. Um, there is some, there's always like a knockoff version. How much version. does this pod maker cost? I don't know. You tell me. I have not looked at it at all. Uh, $174. So you'd have to be really like into your coffee to, to, pay out for one of them i it i think it's actually better than getting the pods though because it's real coffee then yes that's that's the thing it's fresh you grind it you put in the thing you can choose medium coarse or fine for the grinding i didn't really catch on to what they cover it with like is there like is the little lid um, recyclable i don't know but i'm definitely going to check this out but i thought i thought the whole point of those pods was that they're a liquid like a concentrate no, no, you just end up with a million. No, the guy that invented those coffee pods wished that he'd never invented it because there's like the 20 billion of those things in landfills right now. Oh, right. Like the biggest, yeah, he 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 really it depressed him after a while. Oh, and it's dishwasher safe, the little pod thing, the metal pod thing. Oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I thought so. It's, so uh, I got a free coffee pod machine, and then I'm going to spend a hundred. You don't have to buy this pod, mach- this pod maker, but no. um, 
But it's good to know. They got funded in one hour. Holy crap. But they only won 10 grand and they got 246,000. So. Oh, it shows 392,000 there now. Because some of those. um, Oh, that's some, some. Yeah, some of their goals are quite little, eh? Just to, just to get past the threshold, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's like, well, to make the manufacturing work, we need at least X number, like 100. So. We need a hundred, yeah. and so that costs what X amount. So that's that's the goal, you know. So the last Kickstarter is this thing called Focus Timer. It's an adjustable hourglass, and it does not work how I thought it was going to work. So you see the picture there, Chris. It's sort of um, like <laughs> it looks like some sort of sex toy. But yeah, okay, yeah, it, okay, it does. But it's sort of in the shape of an hourglass, and it's sort of that translucent white rubbery material, right. and it sort of glows. And so you I think the lights would go off as it goes down. No, it does. I th- I thought, to be honest, I thought it co- I thought it was collapsible. I thought you'd collapse it or make it longer to change the time. In my head, that's how it would work. In reality, you put it on the desk and you twist it. So if you go down, there's a GIF um, oh. of it going from blue to yellow. Oh, okay. So this is for anybody that wants to do the Pomodoro technique or um, time oh, things. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's not too bad. Guy, oh, blue rings and yellow rings. So blue rings are a minute, yellow rings are 10 minutes. So you can set it for quite a bit of time. Yeah, up to 100 minutes. Huh. Uh, it'll cost you $59 US. Ships anywhere in the world. Check it out. If you want a adjustable hourglass that looks uh, questionable, we will have the link in our show notes. Yeah, no, it, it, it actually, I mean, it looks flash as. I mean, that would definitely, um, what's the word? Conversation uh, starter. Yeah, absolutely. It's a conversation piece. It's quite elegant, really. Yeah, definitely check that uh, link out in the show notes. It's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, what do you got coming up this week, Chris? We're at the end of the podcast already. Um, I, um, I've i got a bit of uh, – I've been asked to be a committee member for EIS, which is um, uh, the Innovation Summit, Entrepreneurial Innovation Summit or something, and it's a Melbourne-based thing. And the guy got hold of me because I spoke at their summit like three years ago, I guess. It sounds um, like you fondly remember that. Yeah, it was all right. But I was like, what do I have to be to be a committee member? I'm not sure I want the work. <laughs> yeah. What do you need? What do you want me to do? Yeah. So I need to get back to him today and find out about that. But that's oh. cool. I've put, um, I've, uh, I had a very good, um, productive week off the other week. So I managed to do four chapters of my book, uh, first draft. So, you know, yeah. not, not, not that flash, but pretty happy with that. I, um, I closed a contract for $2,000 with a local sports team, nice. I, which I've sent off the invoice for, which is great. I put in a, um, a proposal for $40,000 worth of work. Um, so we'll find out if that comes true from something else. And uh, I've even actually um, sent off, uh, I heard about a a place I've been to before that is looking for somebody to do some instructional design. And I sent a little email off to them. So I might actually get some work out of that and uh, say goodbye to 2 a.m. starts, which would be great. 2 a.m. Excellent. Wake up. Very good. Uh, I don't have, I don't think I've got much happening this week. <laughs> I don't know. I am going to sleep after this recording because tonight is D and D night, and if I if that finishes at ten ten thirty, and I'm getting up at two, I have to get mm. some sleep somewhere. So I'm going to get the sleep this afternoon. 
Sounds good. Okay. Until next time, uh, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.